Uh, How's the hair looking? Hair is okay. I had to get dressed again. Okay, I had to take that point uh, off. I look great, both of y'all. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. All look fantastic. And so, I'm and glad we, to see y'all. Yeah, we doing it. We trying to do something. <laughs> you done told me on tape now. You finna hit y'all with that. I'm glad to uh-huh. see you. Godly <laughs> proud of you. Oh my gosh. You look like your uncle just a <laughs> I told That's you it was a compliment. Be good. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. That's a compliment there. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Where are my most beautiful queens in the house? I'm almost beautiful queens in the house. Peace and welcome, everybody. Welcome into the Queendom. I am Jamila Ewing, and this is the Queen's Address. Today, we have two very special guests in the building. Okay, I'm very excited to have uh, Pastor Jeff Jones. Hey. A first Baptist Mansfield. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. And Pastor Aaron Williams Jr. <laughs> of Maddox Memorial. Thank you guys yes, both ma'am. for being here with us on the Queen's Address today. Absolutely. And so today we are discussing the black church and how things have changed. Now, uh, and Pastor Jeff, I'd like to start with you. Okay, so millennials aren't dissatisfied with church. They would just prefer the online <clears throat> church experience. And uh, did COVID cause this new trend of going to church online and the privacy of your own home? And just what are your thoughts? Is it better to fellowship and go into the church? Or is, you know, what, what are your thoughts about that? Okay, well, I think COVID didn't, you know, shouldn't be the total cause for this. It contributed to it, and so it introduced us and opened a door to where more people would be able to view that. Some people, for some reason, through the years, they've never felt like the church was for them or they didn't feel comfortable going there. That ain't me. I would hear that conversation. Yeah, I believe in God, but you know, those people, or that's not me. So COVID contributed to uh, where we are today in the church where the streaming became more, you know, um, of a choice and popular for the people and things. So as as far as the young people, when you had mentioned the millennials, um, a lot of them weren't like uh, Cousin Ronnie and myself, you know, we got drugged to church. You <laughs> yeah, know. Drug problem. Yeah. <laughs> drug problem. Yeah, drug problem. Yeah, we was drug we everywhere. Drug to <laughs> and uh, so church was instilled in us. So even if we weren't in the church, the church was in us. But a lot of the younger generation, really, that wasn't the, the path that they followed. And so... I think the social media, the streaming, the Facebook pages and stuff has been an outlet to reach people that we normally wouldn't reach because on Sundays for years we've gathered in churches Mm -hmm. and we minister and cater to the group within that circle or within those walls. And so many people never had access to some of the valuable, the moral compass, if you will. Mm-hmm. I say we we developed a moral compass within the church, and so now due to streaming and podcast and mm-hmm. social media, we have a broader you know spectrum of people that we can reach. Okay, uh, Pastor, I I fully agree with, mm-hmm. with Pastor Jones, cousin Jones. <laughs> they got Pastor, the titles on the page with what Pastor Jones just mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's my cousin, y'all. Uh, <laughs> um, first of all, thank you for having me. Thank I'm you for being really here. honored to be here. Um, but uh, my take on on this is um, that yes, yeah, social media, uh, the internet, um, innovation. 
TikTok, and TikTok, yeah. and all of these things yeah, have, have helped yeah. with information, if right. you will. The information age, um, it has uh, it's been transformative in that in that sense. However, what I think it was designed to do is awful, has also uh, somewhat backfired mm -hmm. in that uh, now the younger generations that are coming up have lost the art of conversation mm -hmm. um, due to um, some of the ways that we do transmit information to one another. Mm -hmm. um, text messages and, and TikToking and, and Instagramming and, and I am yeah book facing Insta you know everything but Insta actually talking yes. to one another um, and some of us are, are as guilty as anybody mm -hmm. uh, we don't talk on the phone like we used to or uh, we don't talk or have conversations with one another like we used to and so that that is uh, somewhat of of a problem. So to actually interact with one another is becoming a lost art. Uh, I'll go magnetism. into the right mm -hmm. and and that fellowship. Yes, that fellowship that we grew up under mm -hmm. uh, when we were drug when we had that drug problem. We got mm -hmm. drug to church. You right? had to go. There was fellowship though, and. Um, and uh, camaraderie that went along. Any um, kind of interaction that you had, it was an ongoing thing. This is not the case so much now, and there are so many more choices being made. Also, though, and I'm probably not going to be as popular for saying this, but the church has some culpability mm. uh, with this because... Okay. Um, and not because we've embraced some of these things so much, but um, because we've allowed some of the things of the world to creep in and to uh, uh, really be allowed mm. in the church. Now, there's, there's, there's some tolerance. There's, there is some tolerance. Come on, let's talk and, about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and it's, it's mm -hmm. something to talk about. It's something to... Uh, um, be had, but it's also a challenge for leaders, church leaders of today to, um, to see, okay, is this healthy for our ministry or is this not healthy for mm -hmm. our ministry? Mm -hmm. uh, now, there are some things that we came up under that were just a little, just for lack of a better way of saying, overbearing. Right. Um, and so many of us have done away with a lot of those things. And that generation was judgmental. Uh, uh, they yeah, were unaccepting. Very strong, yeah. strong-minded. And, yeah. and I have an understanding yeah. as to why many of them came to the conclusions they did. Mm -hmm. Many of them, uh, and not, not to say they were uneducated or illiterate or what have you, but many of them came from... Uh, that sort of background. Right. And, you know, there's a, a running, I'll say it's a running joke. They, they, the Bible says marvel not, right? Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of, some of the older folks said marvel not. So they took <laughs> that and said, you can't play marbles or any kind of, any kind of games or, like or things like that. Right, in a literal that, sense. Yeah. And so uh, there, there's that. However, there are some things that um, we took on uh, in the church for for instance um uh women how women are clad women are clothed and whatnot uh they should not wear uh pants in church right, right. well uh the scriptures if i'm correct regard uh women should not be uh clothed as men should be clothed i'm paraphrasing mm -hmm. and vice versa right uh, it also says, though, in the Old Testament, if we're looking Old Testament, it says you it. can't you can't wear the same kind of fabrics. There you mm -hmm. go. Or different fabrics together mm -hmm. at the same time. And we have all kinds of fabrics now. We're not even looking at whether we have cotton on or rayon or, or whatever satin or satin or silk. Yeah. You know, but um, biblically, that was not supposed to be done. So, right. I mean, where where do we draw? the line at some of Between some of these things right and, 
And where do we stop and say, uh, as leaders, that let's focus on relationship? Right. Let's focus on relationship. Mm -hmm. And then let the chips fall where they may with regard to relationship. Now, there's many instances where Christ teaches us how to be like him. Mm -hmm. I often say he came here as us to teach us how to be us. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, in that, how do we take some of those uh, examples that he gave us and translate them into uh, what we should, how we should live today? how to treat our neighbor, how mm -hmm. to treat our loved ones, how to be an example to our children and so on and so forth. And, and I think those things, if we really took on those things, they would, uh, they would give us the moral compass that we need to live in these last and evil days. Wow, very good, very good. And so just to kind of carry on to what you were talking about, some of the younger uh, churchgoers complain that the elders of the church tend to be closed to new information mm -hmm. and also new gospel music as well. And so I'm dealing with a musician with Pastor Jeff here, oui. you know, and we all know <laughs> you're a talented R&B performer, songwriter, and artist. You play, what, like 12 instruments or something that you kind of like the same as Prince? Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in there. And yeah. so, oh, man, you know, easy. sometimes we see Kirk Franklin and Ty Tribbett, um, as well as Mary Mary. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they're often criticized for sounding too secular by the elders of the church. And so should that matter uh, as long as people are getting the word? Well, it all depends on how you look at change. Okay. You know, some change isn't bad change. Mm -hmm. And so some people many times look at change and there's a resistance mm -hmm. just to the word change. And so you have to look at the situation and analyze it before you apply the application. And so in, in answering your question, I don't think that all change is, is bad change. You know, uh, as a young boy, I would work with my father, and we use a thing called pliers to mm -hmm. tighten a boat. Well, if anybody knows anything about pliers, you eventually strip the boat. You wear the, the ends down, and so the boat is stripped. But somebody came up with the idea of a thing called vice grips. Mm -hmm. And you can adjust it, and it tightens it to the size that it's going to hit, and it won't move where the man's hands would not be strong enough, right. and you start stripping the boat, trying to either get it loose or get it tightened. And someone came up with the idea of change. Mm -hmm. Let's find a way to reinforce the handle mm -hmm. so that we don't strip the boat and have another problem. So that's what I mean when I say identify and process before you address mm -hmm. the issue. So I have no problem with music because uh, music that we thought was just the bomb. Right. When we were teenagers, our parents said, what oh, is the world coming right. to? <laughs> That's the devil's music. Right. And now we listen to the music that our children listen right. to and yes. grandchildren. So you see cultures and times change, but you have to identify and process what you see and then address it. And I think that's where we get into trouble, mm -hmm. uh, even with today's music. You Absolutely. Know? It's, it's not, I don't think it's any such thing as devil music. You know, we'll say if it's R&B, you're listening. When we were growing up in church, listening to right. the devil, right. I didn't even know what secular music was, but you were listening to the devil music. But um, my uncle, uh, Pastor Cousin Ronnie's dad, <laughs> told me that music is music. You know, anybody that knows music, you've got A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Right. Those are majors, minors, fifths, augmented, but it goes back to A. Exactly. On the scale after you complete it. Mm -hmm. uh, he said music is music. It's a gift from God. Mm -hmm. uh, music was way back in the beginning of the Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, and a very important thing. And it soothes. But what makes it evil music is your intention. Mm -hmm. The writer, 
the, Boom. The, right there. you know, the designers. So I have right. no problem with music, and I love Mary Mary, love and I'm older. And, yeah. And they're reaching I kids. I work out to walking. Yeah. Like, you're literally mm -hmm. walking. Yeah. <laughs> and they're reaching kids with a message mm -hmm. that maybe James Cleveland might not or, have reached. Or Rance yeah. Allen right. might not have reached this group of people. Exactly. So that's my answer. Very good. Very Pliers, good. vice grips. There you go. There you go. You <laughs> Is love that it. simple enough? Y'all know it's, I like this. You gotta love it. I was gonna say ratchet, but a ratchet. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and the ratchet came right. to bring speed. Right, right. Where the vice uh -huh. grips right. work, but yes. the ratchet gave us speed. Right. Yes. Right. And I think we've had this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Before actually, um, I won't get into all of that, but um, and. This is something that I think is is dear to me mm -hmm. uh, because and and I'll go to when we've had our reunions mm -hmm. and as a child coming up, um, <laughs> our family is so diverse, mm -hmm. um, and so we had of course we you know our grandfather was. It's a Baptist preacher, mm -hmm. Southern, or a Southern Baptist preacher. Right? Kind of smoking. I, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know him. I, I, I didn't know. Uh, John Henry was uh, before I came or he around. Was a pistol. Yeah, yeah, he was something else. Mm -hmm. um, but he was a Baptist preacher. Um, my father uh, came from that and became a. Uh, Pentecostal uh, Church of God in Christ preacher okay mm -hmm. um, and then we have some folks who have uh, even branched off and were Jehovah's Witness mm -hmm. in the family mm -hmm. and then we have uh, some family who um, were uh, worshipers in the Muslim faith mm -hmm. Uh, never do I remember. Oh, well, let me add one more. Let me add one more. We it's had Seventh Day Adventist. Or, uh, I'm yeah. not sure. Did we have yeah. Seventh Day Adventist? Um, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So I, nah, I didn't. They I wasn't Adventist. sure of that. Yeah. that. But was I was going. I was going to say we we had some who um, went to the liquor store. Uh oh. Bedside Baptist. That was that. Bedside Baptist. Bedside Baptist. So we had people who. Um, did all kinds of things where I'll say this at the at their center there were things that were important to them and how they lived their lives okay when time came for us all to come together though and fellowship and love one another and talk to one another fuss fight whatever make up mm -hmm. hug um, we came to that and we did it in harmony I remember we would have reunions and whoever was in charge found somewhere for everybody to worship mm -hmm. during the weekend at some point in time. The consideration found somewhere alone. The consideration yeah. for someone else's uh, feelings. Right. For someone else's worship. And, uh, it was a respect. It was a mutual love and respect because at the core of everything, we were family and we loved one another and to be in one another's presence meant more mm -hmm. than to argue, bicker and fight over who was right. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, so and the we, harmony yes, existed. I, mm -hmm. Let me go back here on this. I'll give you a, a, a quick thing. Um, a revelation that came upon me was that uh, from our creation, from our inception, from mm -hmm. our very being here, mm -hmm. uh, we were created in the image and in the likeness of God. Mm -hmm. And then placed in an earth that he created mm -hmm. as representation of him. Mm -hmm. And so if you represent God, and God is love. Mm -hmm. I can't see how you can say I represent God, but you do not treat your brother or your sister the way you would like the to way be you would like to be treated. Wow. And, and there is scripture that says, "How can you say you love God and you don't love your brother?" Mm -hmm. hmm. that, I mean, there, that's in there. And, and I'm, I'm. 
look, I don't go around quoting thousands of scriptures like that, but they do come to me. Right, right. At the time that if, if I'm asked a question or what have you, and I need to make a point. Right. Um, they come to me. Right. So uh, I, I believe that, and I th I'm thankful for that. Mm -hmm. But um, yes, short answer to your question, yes, can. it can yeah. happen. You have to purpose in your heart that that's something you want to do. Mm -hmm. I have uh, recently been dealing with people who had struggles with forgiveness, mm -hmm. forgiving other people. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I let someone know, I said, love and hate are very similar emotions. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, they, I, I think they take the same energy. They're strong. They're strong, emotions. strong emotions. Yeah. The difference is that love, mm -hmm. when enacted, builds up and energizes and uplifts someone else whereas hate although it is um directed at someone else mm -hmm. it actually destroys the person who's hating mm. it's just like a have gun church a little early y'all <laughs> on <It's> a saturday <laughs> you better come on it's actually it's actually like you know when someone has a gun that malfunctions you fire it and it blows back at you. Yo. And uh, wow. that's the effect that hate has on the person who is harboring that. It's probably taking years else. off of their it's life. It's taking years off of their life. They're wondering why they can't, why, why not uh, wounds, yeah, yeah. wounds yeah. won't heal, why certain illnesses and afflictions just keep bothering them. Mm -hmm. um, there is scripture even that, that, you know, Paul, the apostle Paul in the New Testament was, was uh, asking God, he had prayed three times uh, about, um, a, a, a thorn in his flesh, hmm. an adequate uh, uh, analogy to whatever it was bothering him, but a thorn, you know, everybody knows a thorn is painful and yeah. uncomfortable. And he prayed and he asked God, I, uh, you know, can you please relieve me of this thorn in my flesh? And after the third time, uh, the response was, my grace is sufficient for you. Wow. So you're able to function wow. you're able to move you're able to operate you're able to represent me even in your affliction and guess what i'm getting the glory because you're getting it done hmm. pastor jeff you know you're a musician you're a musician okay you know you don't know i'm going the bet awards just happened mm -hmm. I didn't see the bet awards happened and a lot of folks won awards Okay, and they rapped and they sang about twerking, shooting, killing, selling drugs, uh, yeah. using drugs, disrespecting women. Okay, boom, they grabbed the award. They grabbed the mic, go right into the mic. I'd like to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I just want to know what you both think of that. It tells me that that, remember I talked about they put the church in us. Mm. So even when we left the church, it's that moral there. compass was in us. Yeah. So what I'm saying is some people say they sell their, their soul to the devil or whatever. But you have kids that have no other means to support their family mm -hmm. coming out of poverty that may have a special skill set mm -hmm. and they can put songs together in the record label they'll take their 12 songs for their cd or playlist now i don't know what right. they do with all this apple stuff mm -hmm. and the record label say those are nice songs but for me for me to give you for me to give you a record deal and and give you this million dollar record deal i need to this. you to talk about nasty girls and i need to you to, to cuss a little bit in about drinking mm -hmm. so they program them and groom them to do this so this kid says okay i've got to do this i'm trying to feed my family and come out of poverty mm -hmm. and so i'm not justifying them doing all of that kind of music but for me, it's a sense of relief that they know, because every pastor wants you to know mm -hmm. uh, Christ and wants you to know that there is a Savior mm -hmm. and you can be forgiving so, for some of your sins and transgressions and stuff. So every pastor, we we care about that. You know, that's why we do it. I told uh, 
the people that I pastor, if it stops being about leading people to Christ and, and save, you know, teaching them the way of salvation, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, because of a responsibility. It's a responsibility. It's so a, to of answer, your message. So yeah. It's a yeah. heavy. And if you're telling these kids, load, I'm going to kill this, yeah. I'm going to do this, and I'm mm -hmm. going, you know, I'm going to shoot you, I'm going to... Mm -hmm take your b word and punch yeah. her in the face and you know it's yeah. like okay you guys have a responsibility right. exactly. at some point yeah if you say that you you know right you really do want to follow christ's example yeah so being in the not to cut you yeah, off being yeah. in the music business right. i had a songwriter's contract your dad helped me with it with virgin records yes i remember you know, right out of mansfield i negotiated with guy the group from new york mm -hmm. you know a deal never went to new york they wanted me to come to new york yeah i established the terms evidently i was talented enough that they you know offered the contract and mm -hmm. we executed it but being in the business i understand that so to hear that they still are aware and know that there's a, a God. I know the driving force behind okay. the social media and the music, and that's what they tell these people to do mm -hmm. in order to, to get deals. To now, get there's a, deal. a lot that won't even take the record deal because they're not going to so be loud. part of that negative yeah. message that they want to portray and stuff. Right. So, again, yes, I... Hopefully they find their way back, but at least I know that they've been introduced to a greater being, a higher power, God. You know, absolutely. So, um, I don't. I don't just say you're garbage no, because yeah, you yeah, thank yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, we got to we got to give them. Got to keep hope for yeah, them. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah, Pastor Aaron, what do you? What do you? Um, what? How do you feel about the music and? What's he's going a preacher, on so I'm a musician. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. But how do you feel about tip. like when you see? <laughs> You know, there's been a lot of award shows, and I know just right. with the BET Awards, a lot of people were mm -hmm. calling it to EBT Awards because it was so ghetto. Yeah. And they were cheering and praising uh, Tyler Perry for <laughs> allegedly, you know, uh, buying BET. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Bob Johnson, as we know, started it out, you know. Yes. Uh, it was a different time then. Yeah. Though I think we can all agree. Very classic. That it guy, was very. I remember Bob watching Johnson. Teen Summit. Yeah. And um, what was the other? Mad Sports on Saturdays. Right. Mm -hmm. Lots uh, of different things. Cortland Malloy and um, my mother used to watch Ed Gordon. It would be positive programming. Yeah, when Bob Johnson started yeah. it, but now there was even. I'm uh, hoping that Tyler Perry cleans Bobby everything Jones up. Gospel, Bobby with, Jones Gospel. Bobby Jones Gospel. But even even that had after a while had gotten some. Um, Backlash. Some backlash yeah. and, and how, how yeah, that how they allowed or what seemingly they allowed different things that didn't seem to be conducive to the church, if you will. Okay. Um, my take on on that is that uh, even the Bible says, "Let everything that has breath mm -hmm. praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Praise ye the Lord." So and, even if they're misguided. Well, now um, I, it also says that. In all thy ways, mm. acknowledge him, mm -hmm. and he shall direct thy path. Come now, on now. Nowhere in those two did it say that an individual had to have a relationship with God at that point. Okay. Now, um, it's always better for someone to confess and believe, and God throughout the Bible, Old Testament, always made... Uh, space for man to be able to turn simply turn that's what repenting means it means like an about face really turning from the direction that you're heading in and going back in a different direction he always made it uh, possible for mankind to turn from the direction he's headed in and come back towards him um, and so in these instances, when um, people are acknowledging God, some of them may be doing it and they don't realize they're doing it. Mm -hmm. It's just something that they're saying. Mm -hmm. The fact is, it's being put out there. Mm -hmm. It's being said. Right. Uh, and someone has an opportunity to hear it. Right. If you want to go even deeper, uh, it is said that uh, the enemy or the devil or Satan is the prince of the air. Mm. Okay, so... When you hear things, 
We have to, you, you've heard something that someone said uh, about you or seemingly you thought was said about you, but it came through two or three different people. So it's version. So by the time it got, time, by the yeah. time it gets to you, it's totally different. Than what Contextually, the original comment was. Word wise, yeah. punctuation, all of that. Totally different from the way it originally came out because the air got a hold of it. Mm. Okay. And so, um, uh, things can be put in the air, and it's not always all bad. Mm -hmm. So even if it's just a uh, a suggestion, mm -hmm. God is good. Hey. I thank God for allowing me to wake up this morning. And if you're acknowledging God, mm -hmm. think about it. I have come to the place because I had such um, experiences where... Um, I, if it was not for God mm -hmm. and for somebody who doesn't, who may be listening, who doesn't necessarily believe in God yet, a higher being, I'll go as far as to say that if it was not for that intervention or for that grace or for that mercy, right. I would not be here today. Right. Therefore, when I say, thank God for your grace and for your mercy, I say, God, thank you for your mercy, not allowing something to happen to me that I deserve hmm. to happen to me. Mm -hmm. I, I may have deserved to be run over by that car, but somebody, a stranger stopped me and said, hey, there's a car coming, hmm. for instance, or um, what, whatever the case may be, you know, um, certain situations that come about that we deserve uh, action towards mm -hmm. us, against us, that we do not have to experience. I asked I ask people at Maddox, have you ever uh, woken up on a snowy morning mm -hmm. and seen footprints around your windowsill? Mm -hmm. Or have you ever seen uh, a cigarette butt outside your front door and nobody in your house smokes hmm. but you woke up to this mm -hmm. this is what you see uh, but because of god's grace and his mercy mm -hmm. everybody in that household and your household is fine mm -hmm. because nothing's happened mm -hmm. the element outside danger seen and unseen and so when people uh acknowledge god mm -hmm. Um, it's a blessing. It, it is a blessing because he is. Mm -hmm. He is to come. Mm -hmm. yes, he was sir. and is and is to come. And yes, so uh, whether somebody actually, uh, they may believe, but they don't uh, um, act upon their belief mm -hmm. uh, necessarily. It may not reflect. It may not reflect in, in the business practices, okay. for instance. So uh, it's more specifically the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thank God because there was a time when I used language mm -hmm. unbecoming of a pastor, <laughs> right? What? There was a time that I used language. I but never did that. Oh, <laughs> say what? Right. But when I, when I say that, say? I say I thank God because um, even while I was saying some foul things, he didn't allow my heart to stop mm -hmm. in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. He allowed, and, and he gave me the breath to run over my vocal cords mm -hmm. for those words to be even echoed. Mm -hmm. And so his grace was, even though I'm transgressing against him, I'm not exactly being a representation of him, but he graced me the life to be able to, to even say those things. Yes. Right. Or the activities of my limbs to, to transgress against him and do somebody else wrong. Exactly. And when I think about that, I'm like, wow. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, so I understand the question that David had. Who, 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 who am I that you are mindful of me? Exactly. Exactly. You know, I, I'm yeah, a little bit lower than the angels. I'm, I'm, I'm not much. But you've crowned me with glory and you've elevated me in such a way that I can only say thank you. Right. And show gratitude. I can only it. show thank you. I can only say thank you. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And so, Pastor Jeff, I want to, uh, I have a question for you. Um, you work a lot with the youth. And I just want to ask, uh, what are some of the challenges facing the youth today within the church? And um, could it be finding a sense of purpose or direction? And it's just so many negative influences out there from drug use to just gangs. what up, gangs, yeah. uh, the violence that's going on in the hometown. And, you know, people always say, well, where's the church? Where's the church? And so you're someone who works a lot with the youth and, you know, what's what, what's the impact? What's what how's things been like with the youth that you've been working with? Well, I hear a lot of people when addressing that question talk about relationship, relationship. I hear it over and over again. Mm -hmm. And I usually sit there and kind of grit my teeth, you know, and mm -hmm. shake because relationship is important, you know. But what our youth is dealing with now in this world, this culture, is lack of a connection. Mm. A connection. I'm big on connection. Come on now. You know, mm -hmm. um, reason being, we with relationships, and you've got a lot of youth programs that they get money, they get the 501c3, and they have free hot dogs and basketball and give the kids some some goodies and stuff, and they have relationship with them, but it's a project, mm -hmm. you know. It's a program, and mm -hmm. it's fueled by, well, we'll get X amount of money, and we just, as long as we spend some of it on them. So that is a form of a relationship, but it's the connection that these kids need more than anything. We show them some of the things in life that they can have. It was real big when I was a kid, People that were doing well, especially in the black community, would Close take a, yeah. a, a, a few of the black kids, mm -hmm. you know, from the lower income projects and stuff. Right. The church would get a few of them there. And these well-to-do families would take them to Cedar Point or take them to Geauga Lake, King's yes. Island. Oh, man. Sure, they'd eat at Burger, Lake. Lake. Burger King. Oh, my gosh. Know, and uh, back then, that was big time. You mm -hmm. know, man, the Whopper was the <laughs> joint. Yo, you could have it your and way. Cedar Point. And so those kids would go. A whole go. can of soda. Okay. <laughs> and they'd go <laughs> to the people's nice house. That was the life. In a nice right. car. And really what they were doing in the thinking they were establishing a relationship was showing these kids what they couldn't have. Mm -hmm. In other words, that day was full of this, but at the end of the day, they would take them back to that project, back to that infested, toxic culture and leave them. They didn't give them a springboard. They didn't give them a blueprint. We showed you a great, and we, we pull off and we feel good. Yes. We, showed, we saw those kids' eyes light up, but we took them back mm -hmm. where we picked them up. Yes. We didn't give them a blueprint or a springboard. And so what kids are doing, orphans and uh, adoption agencies and stuff, kids Foster get adopted mm -hmm. and families get them and then the families don't want them and they give them back mm -hmm. and they give them back and they go to another family. And so see, relationship is good. God purposed relationship too. But I think relationship is, is missing the connection. And so these kids, they get harder and harder and colder and colder each time. They're introduced to some in the end, rejected and put back. And so this disconnect mm -hmm. that we have, they see people that are doing well, rolling in nice cars, dressing good, and nobody has given them a springboard or uh, a blueprint. Mm -hmm. So Wrap this up, Jeff, so I can get a mic back. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm very passionate about yeah, that because you work a lot with these the young kids, people. they get harder and they get hurt and they look and you come with your good gestures, but they know you're only going to show them a good time and, and leave them again. And after you get left so many times in the dark and in the cold, it's because there's no connection. Mm -hmm. These kids need us to become, introduce ourselves, establish a relationship, but they need consistency okay. now. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I've minimized the group of people that I work with because I need to be there consistent. Right. These kids now, they're hurting and they have no more feelings and that's why it's so easy to kill. They're hurting because 
No one stays. No one is consistent. No one they can depend on. You know? Mm -hmm. And so I think to answer your question, our culture and society is missing a connection and consistency. If you're consistent in anything you do, people will know even if they didn't watch for six weeks, if you're on, we do Facebook. Mm -hmm. If they didn't watch it for six weeks, they want to know when they do sit down and turn that thing on, you're there. Right. Our kids need to know that we're here. Absolutely. So that's how I think we should look at you know, we have a lot of meetings in Mansfield. Yeah. Kids killing each other, burying a lot of funerals and stuff. Pastor Williams, yes. Pastor Cops, you know. Gun and he violence. said, yet here we are again. Yet here we are again. But there's no connection. Mm-hmm. So if you want to know my answer to that, it's the disconnect, the disconnect in our children's lives. That's one of the major challenges yeah. that a lot of the churches, I believe, mm-hmm. are disconnect. facing. And, and a lot of times trying to compete with a device. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they'll rather, you know, just look at TikToks or play yeah. video games. I struggle with my own son, he's thirteen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Can I talk to you about how your day went? He'll be like, Yeah. I'm like, Can you please put the, the device down? I I'd like to have eye contact the with art you. Of conversation yeah. is and getting, I really is want you to shake hands. Yeah. If you shake hands mm-hmm. with someone, make eye contact. Right. He'll be like, Okay, mom and so I'm just kinda like Mm-hmm. I just don't really know sometimes if, like, the, the world my mother and father raised me for no longer exists. And sometimes I'm like, I, I feel like I'm learning as I go yeah. with this mm-hmm. new generation. Mm-hmm. I, I live in a country that doesn't even know what a woman is anymore. Yeah, that's part of they're your They're scared jumping. to say that they're, you know, like, oh, you say you don't know how many genders there are just so that you don't get in trouble. And I'm just like, I'm not going to say, I'm going to speak my no, truth. you know what it is. <laughs> you know, and so... Now you can get in trouble for actually speaking the truth or they'll say you're anti this or you're, you know, phobic of that or, you know, just what have you. And so people are afraid to raise their children Mm -hmm. if their children are always listening to outsiders Mm -hmm. and what their interpretation of reality is. And so, you know, I have a friend, she always calls a lot of things that she sees excuse me, on the news, um, a mass psychosis agenda. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you know what? You, you might be on something. That's the way to sum it up. <laughs> like you might really truly be on something because up. like there are a lot of things happening in this world that do not make sense. Yeah. And if you do speak up about it, you could lose your job. Yeah. You could lose friends. Mm-hmm. You could end up canceled mm-hmm. and things like that. And so I know we're on the hour. We're approaching the hour. Okay. Um, and so I have... Um, can I say one yes, thing sir. Yes, sir. on that? And I promise I'll be short. No, no, go right ahead. Uh, social media, our children in two-parent homes or one-parent homes, we work hard to buy them tablets mm-hmm. or phones, and they're on TikTok. And social media, even though we think our kids are in the house, you know, they're not in our lives. We're in our rooms resting from that stressful job. They're in their rooms. And, and all of these devices are coming in, and they'll have the kid question themselves. I talk to lesbians. I talk to gay people. Mm-hmm. And I talk to them and ask questions. I'm nosy like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And do you know many of the girls that are two beautiful girls are together? They say, you know, most people think it's just about sex when they see girls or or guys together. And they said it's about uh, having someone that they can depend on. We're going back to connection now. You know, it's not just about the sex. Many of them have told me that. They've been hurt and mistreated by so many guys that they found a friend that they can count on and depend on. So So it's a partnership. It's, they're looking for a partnership. Another word for partnership is a connection. Okay. Okay. The guys, I'm not justifying, I'm not speaking for or against, but everybody is so afraid to talk about that. And I had a uh, 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 social social media platform on our Let's Talk About It, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. us right, as pastors. Right, right. We learn everything else in seminary, but we don't study or have a curriculum that deals with homosexuality. There are people, too, they're human beings, and they've told me, man, just sometimes the way people look at us, it just makes us feel like we're animals. And these are religious people who are taught to love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's just like in the New Testament where you had people in the 
Pharisees and Sadducees, you know, these yeah. these knowledgeable people. Yeah, right. But they had no relationship. Now, I'll go back to the relationship piece, and, and I and have one amendment to, because I totally agree with Jeff, but I have one amendment, and that connection piece mm -hmm. needs to be part of the relationship. Right. In order for a relationship to happen, there needs to be a connection. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So uh, uh, that, that connection is key. Yeah. connecting with someone it in order to build relationship the relationship. Yeah, yeah, you need that connection. And so uh, as far as like for the disenfranchised, just disenfranchised homosexuals and lesbians yeah. and, and those people. IPod. Those people, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Episode. <laughs> Podcast, yeah. Uh, those, those people who, are, the church is, let me say this, the church is for the broken. Hey. The church is for the broken. It's the church hospital. is not for the perfect. Yeah. Because if it was, I would not be allowed to be in it. Yeah, everybody in there. Everybody <laughs> okay? in there. Okay? I would not be perfect. allowed to be in it. It is for the broken. Okay. And as soon as broken folk who act like they're perfect hmm. realize that, then they'll be able to help other people who are broken. Come on now. Come on now. Okay. I probably won't be able to say that again. I don't know. <laughs> but I know what I'm doing. No, you're very you eloquent. You understand what I'm saying? You're you very uh, eloquent. Uh, Thank uh, you so it's, much. It's, yeah. it's very important. I didn't mean to take you No, no, script. I appreciate that. And so there was uh, Pastor Pastor Aaron. There was a Muslim man mm -hmm. that passed away. And you opened your church to hold his funeral there. Mary J. Blige. I got to put, put these put on the really quickly. That's okay. Jamila. And you received a lot of backlash. Yes. You received a lot of criticism. And just from within the Christian community, within, you know, the community at large, um, a lot of people praised the move. They thought it was a statement. And they were like, yo, he's really not afraid of anyone or anything. And... Um, well, that Muslim man was my father. Yes, we knew who you were talking about. And mm -hmm. it was a very powerful homegoing. Mm, packed. Was. And you were gracious. And Pastor Jeff, you opened your church to do the repast. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to let you both know that your example made me <clears throat> sorry sometimes the allergies you know ah, yeah. <laughs> i get those it made too. me want to learn more about christ mm -hmm. okay. just your examples alone mm -hmm. um and i just wanted to in front of everybody i just want to thank you for your kindness oh you are so and i want to thank you again for yes, being on the show today and before we close out, I wanted to um, ask you both to share your social media so that everyone can know where to follow you. And uh, Pastor Aaron, I'll start with you. I, I'm <laughs> got me on the side there. Uh, <laughs> he ain't got no shade. Just so I, I, I put my shades I, I, on. I got to stay. This is my this <laughs> is my yeah, stay cool method. Yeah, it's my stay cool mode. That was, that was, I can't remember a time when I didn't know your father. And he wasn't a Muslim to me. He wasn't a, a black man to me. He was my cousin. It now, goes back to what you said opening. I'm going to be done. Yeah. When you yeah. said our family, we yeah, all acknowledge yeah, a greater being. We, but we, we never allowed that. No, nah, so. um, no. That did make, I would have done it for... Um, someone else, I like to believe I would have. I know I would have. Because to show forth that love towards other people um, is, is necessary if we really want um, his love to, to be shown forth, to know, to be known by others. And so um, we are Maddox Memorial Church of God in Christ. Uh, we are on Facebook Live, and we're on uh, YouTube as well. Uh, Sunday mornings at 10.15, we are um, 
We are on Maddox Memorial. Uh, Pastor Williams is my name. Um, let me just say this. We were formerly Temple of Faith. Mm -hmm. uh, our church is almost 100 years old. Mm -hmm. uh, we were formerly Temple of Faith. And um, I found out, this is just a bit of an informational nugget real quick. Um, back in, I believe, 1965, there was a man by the name of Malcolm X. And he was uh, uh, brutally assassinated in uh, Harlem, New York, I believe, the Audubon. And um, there was a church. It was a, actually a Church of God in Christ church. The name of that church where they held his service, I believe, was named Faith Temple, Church mm -hmm. of God in Christ. Uh, and, I, and I found this all out after uh, your father's services. Um, but uh, our church's name before my father took over was the Temple of Faith. <laughs> and so I had peace with it before, mm -hmm. but I, was, I had a smiling peace like, yeah, in your face. Kind of, kind of <laughs> to all of you, all of y'all who, who are hating and talking yeah. crazy, whether you be from the church or whether you're not. No, you caught a lot of backlash. Because I, I, I got some folks. But you from, also got praises, and people said, "Oh, he's an honorable man." I had, I had some things from because you didn't care. No, what people said I, I really didn't. But that was I the didn't. reflection of Christ to someone like yeah, me. I didn't at that moment. I didn't, and and I'll be honest, I'm I'm one who who's who's sensitive to how people feel mm -hmm. about some things that I, about things that I do. But at that moment, I really didn't because, uh, a family member asked for some help. Hmm. It was, so it simple. makes you revolutionary. It was, <laughs> <laughs> you I are, no, you're on, you guys are honorable men and you're revolutionary. You guys have absolutely no fear and it is very honorable to someone like me. Who grew up around uncles yeah you know i had i was talking to a guest and I, I had the privilege of growing up with uncles on both sides of the family right. yeah. and so when they say stand tall or be strong be or strong. you know what i mean and so thank you both so much Absolutely. you know and um i'm just so thankful that you all could be here today Okay, I'm sorry, Uncle Jeff, Jeff Pastor Jeff. Yeah, 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 Pastor Jeff. I'm sorry. Yeah. We're gonna uh, uh, first uh, Baptist okay, we're want to do hour. ministries. Yeah, yeah, right. I'll say his first Baptist want to do ministries. I know he's on Facebook Live. Yes, and I believe it's at nine thirty. Yep, nine thirty. On thirty. I love to watch it. You probably years. see my comments on there too sometimes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we just want to do ministry. Right. We thrive on loving people, meeting people where they are, because everybody is not where you are at. Absolutely. And so we go outside of our walls and we try to meet people where they are. And uh, we love. We're not formal. We're family. Well, we're grateful for that. Yes. And thank you so much again for being here on the Queen's Address. And join us next time. Thank you so much. Peace and love.